0: to the runner X podcast where we talk about all things running as many runners know it's 90% mental so join coach Valerie and coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running the RunnerX Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. And Coach Valerie, um, it's funny. We get a lot of triathletes, not funny, haha, but funny, ironic. That we get a lot of triathletes that come into our membership, and they come in because they want to learn to run pain-free, right? And running is tends to be, oh, that's the hardest one. It's I, you know, sometimes you get runners that come in, but, but a lot of times you get cyclists and you get swimmers and the running is the thing that they're deficient on, but, um, there is a pose method of cycling and there is a pose method of swimming and there is a method to how to cycle efficiently, just like there's a method on how to run efficiently. Can you talk about that?
1: Sure, and you know it's funny, guys, so pose itself right is the is really the the definition of a pose is the optimal position for that movement. So when we say there's a pose for swimming and a pose for running and a pose for cycling or golfing even or any things, most people would recognize the common pose, you know like if if there's a a picture of a guy and he's got a bat in his hand and he's pulling it behind him. Like everyone's like baseball. It's, you know, the pose of, i yeah. <laughs> about to swing the bat. So pose itself is a concept. And when Dr. Romanoff first started with pose method of running, it was really about that. How do I find the optimal pose because a pose is different than a position. So optimal pose For the movement of running so then there has to be accepted that there's a way of running which is called a standard of movement so the challenge we've always had with running is there's not an accepted standard however in almost every other sport there is so what's interesting is what he's done is taken that conceptual model and 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 applied it to almost every movement so for example we get triathletes and it's really funny because most i mean in triathlon most people would agree that If you're really a good swimmer, you probably spent way more time in the water than on land. So running is not your favorite event and then vice versa. A lot of runners sink in the water, including me. And so what's really cool with cycling is it seems to be the the middle ground. Most people didn't grow up as cyclists. They grew up swimming or running. And so there's less emotion, I think, with the bike. And so with cycling, this is really cool. You start to learn how to... Use your body weight more naturally. almost everyone adapts on a bicycle naturally with their body weight. Like you try to right? You're like, whichever yeah. way you're going, you try to shift in your seat, right? Most right. people just know that. <laughs> yeah, or you get a bike fit. So here's what's really cool. with cycling, um, bicycling itself is an unweighting of the foot also. it's a it's a balance of taking your pedal, your weight off of one pedal and dropping it onto the other pedal. So it's a change of support on a pedal and little kids, by the way, do this. You did this too, if you will, rode little boy, little kid bikes with a pedal. You remember how you used to just, uh, pedal backwards to break. You guys remember that? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So most, we're aging
1: ourselves, <laughs> yeah, I know, but most kids, when they get on those bikes, especially boys will stand up and balance yeah. On the bikes. Right. You notice that? Yeah. It's uh-huh. because they understand how to play with their body weight. So then all they do is basically shift their body weight side to side on the pedal. And that's how the bicycle moves. So it's just really cool because most people that cycle like elite cyclists, they do this naturally. Yeah. And then with us, with pose method, we teach people how to balance and unbalance their body weight. However, I will tell you, that just like with running, it's not the accepted method of cycling. Okay. Most, okay, because most people think that when you pedal, what you're supposed to do is actually apply pressure from the front of the leg, the quad, okay. down to the front, down to the, let's say, guys, just for the sake of reference, let's use the, the, the wheel of the pedal. At the top of the pedal, you're at 12 o'clock, and the bottom, you're at 6. Mm -hmm. So most people believe that with cycling, you press down to the ground with the front of your leg, which would be your quad. And then at the bottom of the pedal that you're supposed to actually pull the foot up using the hamstring, kind of like you're scraping mud off your shoe. Yeah. Okay. So that is actually how cycling is taught, just so you know. And the challenge that I tell people is you actually don't need to use either one of those movements. You simply need to change body weight between one and three o'clock on the pedal. And the muscle that actually plays the biggest role is the glute. <laughs> and, so really? okay. sudden, yeah, and so all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cycling is all about the quads and the, you know, look at cyclist quads. And, you know, I, I pull, I have my shoes are clipped in. So I yank the pedal up and I feel really powerful when I do that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just because you can actually control that action. So you are actually just controlling action that is unnecessary and doesn't even need to be controlled because you're on a spinning wheel and gravity actually spins that wheel for you. Isn't that interesting? So all of a sudden I'm helping you change your mindset on your movement on your bike, but I challenge people to try it. And a lot of people do it naturally, even though they think they're doing the other movement. And okay. I'd say, I say that because I see it all the time. We're taught, go to the, um, bicycle shop. Somebody yeah. will tell you to pull your foot up, like you're scraping mud off your shoe. And I'm here to right, challenge right. you that you're then working against gravity. So mm-hmm. a lot of our cyclists, um, a lot of our triathletes will, I have to work with it because they'll come in and they'll say, Hey, Val, I've been practicing my cycling, just like my running. So I'm like pulling my foot up on my bike. And I'm like, ah, please don't do that. Your <laughs> hamstrings." Your hamstrings will be so sad when it's time yeah. to run and you've just fatigued them. And so it's fun. Guess what? There's four cycling drills that we teach you that you can do on your bike to help you exactly with that to just learn how to be more efficient on the bike. And it's fun because you start thinking about things differently. Like when you pedal up a hill, guys, you should be in your really lowest gear and just spin up the hill. And then if you feel like, "Oh, I could add resistance," add resistance that's a high class problem stand up right see what i mean and then if i'm going down a hill then it's like why would i keep pedaling if the bike wheel would still be spinning without me pedaling right you see so then we teach you these efficiency movements on the bicycle and then we're like now take that on your run it's the same exact thing why should i pull my ankle all the way up under my hip when i only need to pull it up from the ground so then it yeah. becomes high cadence running to match your high cadence cycling so the similarities swimming and I mean, I'm mean i sorry, of cycling and running are change of support, how to do a quick body weight change of support.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. Now, that translates, though, also into swimming, does it not?
1: Absolutely. So how does can that, I say a little funny work? story since we're sure since I since we're in Texas? And <laughs> uh, this is funny. So Guys, this is really fun. I am not a physics major. I'm a kinesiology major. I went to University of Texas at Austin. So, you know, dumb jocks. And we did a lot of anatomy and a lot of physiology. I had no physics. So when I first met Dr. Romanov, to be fair, he's all physics. And I just felt a little bit like, wow, I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> about sometimes. So I did. I bought a couple books. So I would, you know, educate myself a little bit. And anyway, I got to speak to a graduate class at the University of Austin, where I went. And so they they didn't know, because they invited me, but they didn't know Dr. Romanoff was flying in that day. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to talk about pose method. And then I had someone pick him up at the airport. I'm like, they're going to bring him in. So anyway, I had done a whole thing on running. And this is all Mm -hmm. uh, graduate students and professors. So anyway, here he comes, yada, yada. So he says, I also do pose method of swimming. So this woman raises her hand and she's a professor and she says, and it was just funny because he's Russian by the way. Yeah. (laughs) So she said, and so she said, okay, I could maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm still not convinced. There's no way you're going to convince me that gravity works in the water. Interesting. So he said to her, well, maybe in Texas. (laughs)
0: Gravity doesn't work in the
1: water, but I live in Miami and gravity works very well in the water there. (laughs) It was just so funny because you see what we don't understand. We don't understand. Right. Gravity is of course working in water or the water would not stay in your swimming pool. I mean, you know, it's know, (laughs) it's like, but you want to say things without making people feel Right. You know, awkward or uncomfortable or, you know, I never thought about it this way. Right. And the right. same thing in swimming, like I have never been a swimmer in my life. So when I first started triathlon, I was like overwhelmed. I mean, I'd swim in my, in, you know, in a swimming pool playing Marco Polo in my life. Right. <laughs> I had no swim lessons. So my first triathlon, guys, was really hysterical. It was not it was a lot of breaststroke, dog paddle, laughing Um, and then I thought I need to take swim lessons. I actually went with a different company first. Anyway, when I met Dr. Romanoff, he gave me a swim lesson and basically he just opened my mind to what is swimming. He's like, you're not going to make up years of people that have been swimming in a pool, that skill they have in the water. There's no Mm -hmm. way, but you can learn what is swimming and then improve your ability to swim. Isn't that cool? So he taught me how to do what's called sculling where you actually feel your body weight is in your hands in the water and your uh-huh. legs are behind you. You don't really have to kick so much and, in, in freestyle. And then you learn how to use your, your, what your body, your center to actually lift your body up over your hands. Your hands have the weight. So your hands are actually your support. So in swimming, your hand is your support. That's what's in the water supporting you. So what uh-huh. happens is you hold your hand and you, you press down a little bit and you, you, bring your body up and over your support, which is your hand. So swimming kind of feels like, um, climbing a ladder or doing a reverse monkey bar in the water. So see, once I start to be able to go, Oh, I've done monkey bars before. Okay. All Uh of a sudden now I'm like, Oh, I'm climbing the monkey bar. Well, guess what? Now I'm swimming and I teach. And I learned with my head out of the water. So breath wasn't a factor. Right. So it's really cool, but it's the same thing. It's just, and then if you want to swim faster, You just shift your body weight. And absolutely, though, you fall in the water because you kind of swim more like a dolphin. Your body kind of goes up and down. It's very hard to see it. But what's really cool, of course, is when you learn something, some people are visual. Some people need to, you know, feel it, both of it. Um, There's really cool videos on Michael Phelps, who's like one of the best swimmers ever, on how he in fact swims like that. But he doesn't feel it. You can't see it, and when you see on top of the water, we just see like a flat line, right? And then we just see arms and legs moving. Mm-hmm. So people for years have just swum by kicking their arms and legs. Yeah, you know what I mean. And with, what, then when that's so, it's just really cool when you start to break down movement and see what what you can do to get better at. It.
0: Well, you're absolutely, you absolutely right with the whole, you know, the the analogy of the hands are are like the change of support that they are in the feet in running because that I, I was a swimmer. I wasn't a runner. I was a swimmer. And that is what they talk about is about um, they don't say this change of a, of support as much. They don't use the the same words. Right. But they do talk about the efficiency of keeping to that line, right. Of, of moving your body, you know, uh, back and forth more or less. Is, so I, it seems, it makes perfect sense to me that of what you're saying because in their in their way, they were trying to say change of support. Sure. Absolutely. You don't feel it. You're like, what do you mean change of support? I'm I'm swimming.
1: (laughs) Well, and by the way, what's really cool is it's way more dolphin-like or butterfly-like the true swim, which is why we're seeing so, so much success like in Paralympics. And then they realize I don't even need my extremities. I can actually just swim with my core. Absolutely. And then, and then that kind of brings us back to guys that, so much of what we teach with um, with run with whether it's I mean running is our thing, but you know we'll, we'll we'll throw out some we got some really good triathletes in the group, so we throw in swimming and cycling when we need to. It's all that 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 strength in the middle, that hip strength, that ability to hold that body in line. Oh my gosh, it takes you through the swim, bike, and run. You know, so at the end of the day, the pose is still number one. Whatever sport you're doing, even if you're a walker hiker, your pose in that movement is what makes the movement. Well,
0: let's take five minutes real quick here because let's talk about the elephants in the room. People are going to go, oh, great. And they're going to go to our website and they're going to say, I want to join the membership. And there's really not a quote unquote membership anymore. There is on on what we call on the back end, but we've kind of switched things up. And at the time of this recording, it we haven't gone live with it yet. But when you guys listen to it, it will be live. (laughs) And what it is, is we're taking, when you would come into the membership, and we've talked about this before, we ask you to not run for a couple of weeks while you're learning the the movement, where you're learning the essence of post fall pull. And so what we've decided to do is take that core content, because that's what people really want. They really want... I want to work with Valerie, you know, I can't get to a a clinic or whatever. I want to work with Valerie to get that. If she could just work with me for a little while, like one-on-one, so to speak, but it's not really one-on-one it's in a group setting because we believe in, in learning from other people, but it's talk about that for a little bit about those four weeks of working with you and focusing just on the movement
1: for those four weeks
0: and what, what that means. And by the way, it is
1: one-on-one for you, because when I watch you, I just watch you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and the the main thing is, this is what, this is the best part about the immersion, and this is why we called it the immersion, which is funny, because the first swim I took, the first swim class I took was called Total Immersion. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was a different
0: immersion, different kind of... uh,
1: Well, I mean, the idea was the same was that you have to yeah. kind of buy in, like you have to immerse yourself in it in order to understand what it is. And so many people, when they first come into RunRx, you're still coming in with so many different notions of what running is, or you have an injury. So in the beginning, it's very much about either healing your injury, getting to your race, you know, your immediate goal and right. what the, what the four weeks does, what the immersion does that allows you for two things. One. To really understand the concept of what you're learning and practicing, and letting letting us take you through this is really the best part because mentally it makes sense. Like I can say to someone, "You should really hold your body in a nice line, just free fall forward and pull your foot." Really, really simple. Not that complicated. The challenge becomes first is what is the line? Are you holding the line? So let me take you through that progression of actually getting into the pose and then the elasticity and and the development of both perception, like the awareness that you're doing it correctly, am I doing it correctly? you got to have a little bit of time to go out and practice. So one of the things we don't want to scare you away with, the, I, you're not going to run, you're going to be moving. And the right. idea is to allow yourself to learn how to do this movement correctly means you need to practice the correct movement. So what we know is taking you through the drill session, where you take that drill and you're practicing, you're practicing by running. We just don't want you to go out and run a 5K. We want you to run like 10 rounds of like drill, practice. And so we need to know, you need to know that the coach, Valerie, is here for movement. I check, I check in, I see your pose, I can see your pull. I can see your, I need to be able to see your progression. And then when I give you a correction to recognize that you it's not going to correct today, it might take a week, even. It might take two weeks. See, we've got four weeks to get you to a place. Where well, from then on, you're ready to continue that practice indefinitely. That's the goal with us.
0: And if I'm injured, like we talked about in last week's episode, right. if I'm injured, you're going to help me modify that learning so that yes. I'm actually, uh, you know, building back up. You know, you're going to solve for, work on that injury, work on the movement at the same time. So you're not like losing
1: those four weeks. Right. And that's important, guys, because those four weeks, you're going to be injured anyway. So if yeah. you say to yourself, well, I'll wait till I'm not injured. To me, it's the same as saying, well, I'll wait to hire a coach till I start my diet and get really fit. <laughs> it's right, like,
0: right. I'm going to wait till I lose yeah. the weight before I go to the gym. <laughs> right. And
1: I'm telling you, like, it, it's, you know, I, we get so sad. We get so many people that come in, like, I've been suffering with this for months or years. I've got this nagging injury or this and that. Sometimes when it's the worst part of the injury is the best time to be with us because I've been through all of them unfortunately personally experienced a lot of these but also with other people so the nice part so caroline's when she says other people here's something to keep in mind the zooms are usually with other people however of course i only focus on you but you actually getting to hear someone else's correction is really powerful because sometimes it's easier for us to see on someone else or hear it from on someone else than on yourself that's really a thing. And also we're all trying to get the same movement. So other people will have questions or right. have things you're going through. And maybe you're like, oh, I'm feeling that too. And that community of just a few amount of people that actually take the time to do this is, is really, you can imagine how nice they are. Like we're all going through the same thing. We just want to run a little bit better, just be a little bit more efficient. But when I right. watch your analysis, when I see your check-in, when I work on your running, it's just you. I'm only looking at you and talking to you.
0: So if you come in, just so you guys know, on after you go through the, the the program, you have the opportunity to join us in the membership, okay? We're just doing it slightly different because what we've been finding over the last year is that one person might start and start with the immersion on Monday. and then somebody else signs up on Saturday, and so they start the immersion the following Sunday. And they're looking at Joe, who started on Monday. And he's already doing stuff they're not doing yet because he's going into week two. And so they get it it can get very frustrating. and, and, And oh, my God, I'm behind. So because we've done a course before, we decided let's go back to a course. And it's not it's more of a program. But let's go ahead and let the everybody go through it together like a little class. And then you'll go into the membership if you so choose. But you don't have to. It's totally up to you. And if right now, if you're listening to this and you go on our website and it says get on the wait list for the next one, we basically are doing it pretty much every month or two. So if it's not starting next week or next two weeks, it's going to be starting shortly. We're we're never going to be more than four weeks out of another session. So that's your time to get in. So get on the list, uh, get going with us, and hopefully you can. Just if nothing else, join the four weeks, get out of it. Everything. It's, it's so it's, it's even better than the live because the uh, being coming in in person, yes, you get two days with her, but this is four weeks with her and it's really, really worth your time. And then if you do have a a race you're trying to go for, or you're just getting out of your injury after the four weeks and you want to continue on with us, you have that option to continue on with us monthly. Okay, guys, we really hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast. And we do hope to see you in the immersion and eventually in the membership. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.